Welcome to Unity of Tucson. Today uh, is the fourth Sunday of Advent, and uh, yes, this month is all about life, and each week of Advent, we've been talking about some aspect of this magnificent thing called life. Uh, Laura beautifully talked about love today, um, which traditionally would be, and I talked about this last week, traditionally love is the theme of the fourth Sunday of Advent, but for some reason, Unity decided to swap the last two Sundays, so we did love last week, and this week it's joy. Yay! <laughs> And it's funny because um, Abby's, uh, Abby's vocal teacher, voice teacher, reached out to me and said, Abby, can, can, can Abby sing this song? Now, can I out your, who your voice teacher is? It's um, Alexander Lionheart. <laughs> and Alex reached out to me and said, oh, I would love for Abby to sing this song. And I said, that's great. And he said, she wants to sing Here's to Life. And I said, that's great. And I said, the theme of the day is going to be joy. And he said, but isn't it really melancholy? Well, it's written in a minor key, so perhaps you might feel like it's a little sad and melancholy, but listen to those lyrics. What affirming lyrics those are. No complaints and no regrets. I still believe in chasing dreams and I still believe in chasing dreams and placing bets. But I had to learn that but I had to learn that you that all you give is all you get, so give it all you got. How many of us are giving it all we got every single day? And the rest of you? <laughs> I love, that's my favorite joke these days. <laughs> I know, I will get over it soon, I promise, because I'm sure you're all sick of hearing me say that joke. I think that we, you know, part of what we teach in, in the New Thought Movement, and we are born out of transcendentalism. That is, we really do have a, a very strong core in the transcendentalist movement. And very famously, you ever see Dead Poet Society? Remember? And uh, the work of Thoreau, the work of Emerson, it's all transcendentalist movement, right? And so in that movement, what, what was the big theme? Carpe diem, seize the day, give it all you got. How many of us are truly living this? That was 150 years ago, more than 150 years ago, almost 200 years ago. Are we truly living with magnificent joy overflowing at all times, irrespective of the circumstances of our life? <laughs> if you didn't hear that, there was, a, there was a question from the front row. And the rest of you? <laughs> so here's to life and every joy it brings. Here's to life, the dreamers and their dreams. How many of you are actually continuing to be dreamers in your life? Because dreaming never stops. Dreaming never stops. I think that, you know, somebody, when the glasses come off, somebody was talking to me today about, you know, oh, uh, you know, if, uh, I forget what the context was, but it was, if I came into a lot of money that my husband and I could retire and go to a beach and just live out, you know, days in sunshine and everything. And I was like, 
That's not what I'm looking to get to. I'm not looking to get to retirement. I'm looking to enjoy my life right here and right now. And you know what? I am. How about you? Life is meant to be lived in joy. So let's celebrate joy today. What do you say? Now, the song ostensibly is a winding down song. It's like, oh, I've come to the end. I'm reflecting on all of these aspects of my life, and there's still so much more that I can chew into. Yes, yes, yes. But in an infinite life, there is no winding down. There is only continuation. And so if you think that you're ever going to wind down, maybe rethink that, because you are setting yourself up for perhaps... Something that you may not want to experience. I'm not going to tell you what that is because only you can determine what that is. So, I think about the times when I've been strongly invited to reflect on my life. One of those times was in January of 2018. I know I've talked about it here before, but for those of you who may not know, in January of 2018, I had left my previous ministry in Toronto, in Canada. I was, I was the senior minister at a Center for Spiritual Living in Toronto, Canada uh, for just under six years. I le- had left there. I knew that I wanted to move back to Tucson. That was in my mind. When I left Canada, I was like, I told everybody in my community, I'm moving back to Tucson. And so what do I do? I moved to LA. <laughs> there were reasons. There, there were practical reasons that I moved to LA. Practicality sometimes will get you into trouble. Um, Think about that. Um, So I moved to L.A., and I landed in L.A. in the summer of 2017. Um, In January of 2018, I took my annual trip to Kauai, where I go to a spiritual retreat every year. And while I was there, there was a ballistic missile scare. Some of you may remember that this event happened where on our phones we got the notification that there was an incoming ballistic missile, you know, like an Amber Alert? It went through the entire state of Hawaii, and everybody who was in Hawaii got this notification. It said, and I I will never forget this, incoming ballistic missile, seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. And so in that moment, I'm thinking to myself, well, first of all, I had to like center myself because I was there with my sister and she was brushing her teeth and she hadn't gotten the notification yet. And I walked down and I had Carrie my phone. He said, Carrie, Mon, I don't mean to alarm you, but I just got this message on my phone. And she looked at her phone. Sure enough, she had the same message. For 37 minutes, we had an opportunity to reflect on our lives, and 37 minutes later is when the retraction came through our phones, when it said, this was a mistake, it was not. Now, I have a lot of theories about whether or not it was a mistake. You can talk to me about that in class sometime. Um, But in that 37 minutes, it gave me a magnificent opportunity to reflect on where I was, what I was doing, and whether or not I was living up to my full potential self. And in that moment, I thought, no, what the heck am I living in L.A. for? Why did I go there? That was a mistake. Because I am not doing what I said was mine to do. And I am truly not living in joy in that experience. I, you know, I had lived in L.A. for uh, more than a decade before I moved to Canada. And I thought, oh, L.A. will be easy. It was so much harder moving back to L.A. Did not like L.A. at all. 
So here's the thing. That power of reflection, perhaps, that power of the, is, is perhaps what we could look at as an opportunity to wind down, to get quiet, to center ourselves, and allow ourselves to deepen in awareness. And so it was in that moment that I decided, when I get back to L.A., I'm quitting my job and I'm moving to Tucson. And I did. And I'm so grateful that I did. I am so grateful that I did. Um, Life has exploded in magnificent ways since I've been here. Um, one of the things that we, can, uh, that we oftentimes uh, look at as an opportunity to reflect and wind down is coming up this week. This week on Wednesday will be the winter solstice and in the northern hemisphere. Just to be clear, I do understand how it all works. <laughs> we are going to have the winter solstice in the northern hemisphere, which is the day on which the sun is lowest in the sky. We get the least amount of sunlight. And... Many people use it as an opportunity to make a determination around how they are going to move forward. To say, in this time of dark, in this time of awareness, I get to now rekindle my light and allow myself to move forward with something new. Every ending is a new beginning in an infinite expression of life. A new beginning that can always be rooted in greater joy now than ever before. And that joy comes through the deepest, most magnificent expression of our God essence, the God self. This is one of the quotes that I carry with me all the time. What we will always be doing is expressing more of God's nature through ourselves. This is the immortal and eternal endeavor. What we will always be doing is expressing more of God's nature through ourselves. This is the immortal and eternal endeavor. And so my question in reflecting on that is, in what way might I be stopping myself from that? Because there's only one thing that will ever stop me from living the immortal endeavor of expressing more of God's nature through myself, and that is any decision I make that is not in alignment with that. And here's the thing. We have the great gift, if we want to call it a gift, we have a great gift of decision, of choice in our lives. And if we are willing to live in the decision of joy, what we, re- what we have returned to us in our experience always is joy. You can never be, here's the thing, if we are If we are expressing more of God's nature through ourselves, it is also a call and a reminder to us that we can never be more spiritual than we are right in this moment. How spiritual do you feel your life is? That's a rhetorical question. The reason I can make that claim that you can never be more spiritual than you are right in this moment is because there is absolutely no aspect of you that is not 100% that God's source energy. The whole of you is this essence, is this magnificent creative impulse. It is this magnificence. That's why we claim you are magnificent. It is why we claim I am magnificent every single week. You cannot be more spiritual than you are in this moment. You may express in ways that people would look at and go, oh, they're very much a spiritual person. But you can never be more spiritual than you are right here, right now. A lot of people have a hard time hearing that because it is an opportunity for them to then go, well, if I reflect on my life, is my life an expression of my inherent spiritual nature? 
The only answer to that is yes, no matter what your life looks like. But if you want your life to look better, if you want your life to look as though it's rooted more in joy, more in peace, more in love, more in faith, that's up to you to make that determination. This God, this spirit life, whatever we choose to call it, this universal presence, this infinite energy of creation, whatever we choose to call it, has taken on a unique and individualized form in each and every one of us. And in all things of creation, everything that exists is God. There is no separation, none whatsoever, although we sure try to make separation a lot. There is no separation. The whole of everything is God. All of it, 100%. And God's nature is joy. God's nature is love. God's nature is peace. God's nature is magnificence. Now, God's nature has been expressed in many, many, many ways. Yes, and we are in the 12th month, by the way, um, of looking at the powers, the 12 powers, as they were identified by Charles Fillmore. Those powers um, are, of course, faith, love, strength, wisdom, power, imagination, understanding, will, order, zeal, release, and life. So the question for me is this. Are we expressing more of this nature through ourselves in every moment of our lives? Are we expressing more life? Are we expressing more strength? Are we expressing more wisdom? Are we expressing more imagination? Are we expressing more understanding? The mystics of the ages have all taught attributes of God in some way, in some manner. One of my favorite mystics was Thomas Troward. You've heard me talk about him before. Thomas Troward said that there were seven aspects of God. This is how he defined them. Love, light, life, peace, power, beauty, and joy. Here's the thing. While the mystics of the ages have all identified aspects of God's nature, we all have our own approach. We could all come up with our own list of adjectives, which are the aspects of God's nature, and they don't have to, def- they don't have to be defined by anything we have learned from Charles Fillmore, from Thomas Troward, from Ernest Holmes, from Melinda Kramer, from any of the New Thought luminaries. We get to make decisions about what works for us. I love what Thomas Troward says, though, because Thomas Troward makes a very bold statement. Thomas Troward says, the only purpose in life is that it be lived in joy. That's the only purpose in life. It's a very bold statement, don't you think? How many of us are actually living that purpose? I see one hand. All right. (laughs) I also love that he defines one of these aspects of the divine as joy. And he does so in this manner. Spirit, which is how he refers to God. Oh, there, there goes Siri again um, on my watch. Spirit must be joy because working on these lines, it cannot do otherwise than find pleasure in the self-expression which its works afford it. The very nature of of expression, the very nature of creation is the nature of inherent joy. 
So it brings up this question for me. Are you enjoying your life? Are you enjoying the outflow and the creation of your life? Are you truly living life to the fullest? And the rest of you? (laughs) Most days. Most days. Well, that's good. It's better than never. It's better than never. If spirit is joy, then our nature, our inherent nature must be joy. Because I hold that we are neither human beings having a human experience, nor are we even spiritual beings having a human experience, because I know you've heard that before. I hold firmly that we are spiritual beings having a spiritual experience. I think that's an important distinction that we make, that we stop saying there's this and this. There is not this and this. There is only this, which is an expression of this. There is no separation. There is no separation. So if you decide that you are a spiritual being, having a spiritual experience, then your entire life flows forth from the point of view of that spiritual experience. And if the spiritual experience is rooted in joy, then guess what you get to expect in your life? Joy. Hmm. All right. I would like you to do me a favor. I would like you to hold your arms up in a V. Just hold your arms up to the sky if you're able. I just want you to look up. I just want you to imagine the whole of the cosmos is stretched out above you. I want you to imagine that the divine reality is all around you. I want you to imagine that you are tuned in to the divine channel. Take a breath. And taking in this love, this light, this peace, this power, this beauty, this joy, in a full embrace, bring your arms down as if bringing this infinite reality of spirit to your center and give yourself a nice hug. Doesn't that feel good? You can stop at any moment and remind yourself of that. Even in the middle of Starbucks, sit there with your venti mochaccino and go, yes. I know who I am. You You all laugh. You'll see me doing that in Starbucks someday. But here's the thing, we laugh because we think that we're going to be judged, right? We think that other people are going to look at us and go, well, they're crazy. What are they doing? Who cares? Who cares? You get to live your life according to you and your decision. There's no one out there who has any authority over the you that you are. But we give that power away a lot, don't we? And it limits us. That's the only thing that limits us, us giving our power away to the constructs and the opinions of other people. Stop it. Stop giving it away. You are the only one that matters in the expression of your life. We are on an ever-unfolding journey of awakening. And there is no destination. There, is, there actually is probably no being fully awake until we transcend the physical expression and never return to a physical expression. And even then, I don't even know if that's the truth. I was reminded recently of um, this awakening in my life as well. Um, 11 years ago, I was taking stock of stuff in my life. 
I had to take, take stock of stuff in my life because it was 11 years ago, right at this time, that I was preparing to pack my car and move to Canada. And I started looking at all the stuff in my apartment. I'm like, well, what is the value of this stuff except for the meaning that I attribute to it? Now, I can be very nostalgic. I'm a very nostalgic. I keep scraps of paper like you wouldn't believe. But you also, I also recognized in that moment that I had to open myself up to a willingness to let go because those things out there are not the things from which I derive joy. It is my thought around those things out there. The joy is inherent, and I don't need the stuff to help me express my inner joy. So 11 years ago, I was thinking about all the stuff that I had accumulated, and I was ready to let go of most of it and take only what was absolutely necessary to move to a new country. And then uh, shortly after that, I decided that I was going to move back to the United States. And guess what I had to do? Oh, look at all of this stuff that I've accumulated in Canada. I now have to go through this process again. Process, see Canada. I have to go through this process again and let go of that which is not supporting my good, not supporting my needs, not supporting me. And the only thing that I held on to were those absolutely, those absolute necessities. Everything else I opened myself up to having a willingness to let go of. We sometimes define the things we accumulate as the standard for happiness and joy. And I'm willing to let go of that once and for all today. I don't need to accumulate anything because I know that joy is right here at the core of my heart. I've learned this lesson repeatedly and I'm choosing not to learn it again. Of course, there was moving to Canada. There was moving back from Canada. There was a time in, 20, in 2001 where I was in a relationship and when the relationship ended, the person I was with took everything. Literally, I walked into an empty apartment at the end of that relationship and I was like, okay. <laughs> Not even a bed. I mean, he, he took everything. And I was like, okay. I'm literally walking into a completely empty apartment, but here's what I know. I have the joy in my heart, and he has a lot of stuff. <laughs> so ultimately, what is this all about? What is there to be known? Joy is an inside job. All of it. Joy is an inside job. Peace is an inside job. Love is an inside job. I think we, once and for all, must stop trying to derive our good from anything out there. I am at choice to live a richer, fuller experience. I am always at choice to live a richer, fuller experience, and so are you. What that requires is never allowing inner limitation. I choose to release that any inner limitation, any idea of, that joy is derived from out there, I am willing to let go of today. This is an invitation to each and every one of us to keep our gaze up, to recognize the cosmos stretched out all around and that it is centered exactly where we are because we are the center of an infinite universe. Each and every one of us are the center of an infinite universe. Move beyond the intellect, deepen into the heart, and allow our actions to flow forth from that heart space. 
Let us base every action on the knowledge of our inherent truth that we are love, we are light, we are life, we are peace, we are beauty, and we are joy. In the face of any seeming challenge, seeming challenge, in the face of any seeming challenge, it's all perception, the solution is to remember our innate wholeness, our innate peace, our innate joy, none of which is limited by anything out there. Living in alignment with the infinite truth is the source of all good. That truth is we are divine. Remember who you are. As we, we have one more service this year, and it's on Saturday night when we come together for our Christmas Eve candlelight service. This is the last Sunday service of the year. Can you believe it? Yeah. If I leave you with anything on a Sunday, it's that we truly take to heart what this season is all about, truly, the Christmas or the Advent season leading us into Christmas is remember who you are. That's what the great master was here to teach. You are the power, you are the light, and you are the life of God. Don't ever forget it. I want us to raise our arms up once again, and I would like us, I'm going to, the words will be up here, but as a call and response, I would like us to express some affirmations. So hold your arms up and just repeat, repeat after me. I open my entire being to the reality of God. God, spirit, life is that which I am. I live in alignment with my highest spiritual truth. I am a joyful blessing to the world. I am a joyful blessing to the world. Indeed, you are. Peace and blessings. You are magnificent. <laughs> this week, the homework is this. If you are new to our community, I give homework every week. It is an opportunity for us to put into practice that which we learn here. And as I said earlier, we are here to teach practical tools. So the homework this week is to make a choice that you decide the meaning of your experience in life and do not have any fear in looking at any of it. I'm going to repeat that because it's a kind of a, wait, what? What did he just say? I want you to make a choice that you are the one who decides the meaning of your experience. It is not that I look out there and go, oh, my experience is that. No, it's like, oh, I see that. I'm deciding the meaning of that. So this is a practice this week. Make a choice that you decide the meaning of your experience and release any fear in looking at any of it. Review the circumstances in your life and look at them through new eyes, the eyes of spirit, the eyes of love, and the eyes of joy. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. 
Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.